Hey, you! Over there! What do you think this is? Hey everybody, welcome to the Mad Mad Media Podcast. I'm your host, Eric LaRose. This week I'm sitting down and chatting with one of my favorite artists of 2006, Tara Naomi. Tara made a huge blast this summer on the internet when she uploaded a video for her song, Say It's Possible, on a little-known service called YouTube. One million hits later, she's looking at possible record deals and attracting attention all over the world. Thankfully, she was able to squeeze Mad Mad Media into her busy schedule. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they, I mean, they're thrilled that things are going well and that people are enjoying my music and and that I'm getting to do what I love to do and help people in the way that I think I can help them in, you know. But okay. um, but they're not, you know, they're not all that concerned with the whole Hollywood thing. Right. <laughs> well, I, I imagine, especially being from a small town somewhere, that Hollywood seems about the scariest place on the face of the earth. Yeah, and for good reason. <laughs>
And I said, well, am I featured on MySpace? And she said, no. And so we finally figured it out that the traffic was coming from YouTube. And in, I, I mean, it just, it just kind of took off and became something that was not even in, you know, within my control anymore. And here's the song that started it all. Here's Tara Naomi with Say It's Possible.
Something wonderful, but times are tough, I know. And the pull of what we can't give up takes hold. That was Tara Naomi with Say It's Possible from her limited edition CD, Virtually. That CD is no longer for sale as Tara only printed 6,000 copies of it and she sold out of them. Tara does prefer the version of this song that she has on her YouTube video. You can check that out all week at Mad Mad Media. Now, back to the interview. To this day, and I've got, got your page up right now, you've had uh, 1,039,000 and some odd views on that one song alone. Yeah. Beats the, the 30 people showing up at a bar in Montana somewhere. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with Montana. Right. That's how I was conceived, actually. But, uh, in Missoula. Oh. That's okay. what my parents tell me, at least. <laughs> I know it's weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and, and the, the interesting thing to me is that, that's without a single, that's no, that's with, no, that's with nothing backing it. You know, there's no money behind that. There's not a single penny. The only thing that I, you know, I had a video camera and I bought a tripod. And that was it, you know. Well, I had a video camera, my Mac, my iMac, uh, or my PowerBook, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> PowerBook G4, Mac, laptop. And, um, and I bought a $30 tripod and then that was it. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable what, what, I think people like it because also, like a friend of mine pointed out, that it's it's a truly democratic process. Mm-hmm. People were given the choice themselves. They weren't. It wasn't shoved down their throats by you know media, marketing, radio, television. Any no one told them to like it. Right. And so I think that's part of why people do, or were willing to you know, it's, which is kind of really encouraging to me because it's easy to get a bit frustrated when you see a lot of the stuff that is attracting people's attention and it's like oh no you know if there's there's not a naked person dancing around or like um you know some a person that can't even sing that's lip syncing or like stuff like that it's and you think wow that's what people want and i started to get a little scared because i thought well if that's what people want that's not that's not what i have to offer maybe you know i'd like to find a place for myself in the music business in the sense of being able to support myself doing this but maybe you know, real music just isn't what people want anymore. Right. And uh, and I think that that's another thing that's really been encouraging to me and enables me to give hope to other artists out there to show them that, you know, people do want real music and now they have a way to find stuff that they like for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? the other thing that I'm just going to tell you what I like about it, um, you go, I've, I've been watching music for years and you, you see it on TV and, okay, it's in your home. But it still looks like a movie. It looks like it looks like you're from the audience point of view. Mm-hmm. This video looks like you're in. You're right there, and it's, yeah. it's incredibly. It just you know, not not to not to make it a weird sound. I think, but it's an incredibly intimate experience because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you don't get to see a musician that close ever. And it's that's just, a good point. It, that's that's what I liked about it. And that. And didn't you write the song like a couple days before you recorded it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those songs that, um, it's my, my favorite thing as a songwriter is when I sit down 
And it's almost like I don't even remember writing something. Mm-hmm. It just comes, it's almost like it just comes from someplace else. And all of a sudden, there it is. There's lyrics on a page. There's a melody in my head. And there's chords that I've been playing. And I don't even know, you know, I, I don't even remember doing it. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite experience. And that is, that's what happened with that song. I just sort of sat down um, and started playing these chords. And then these words just came out, and it was it was just all at all at once, and it was um, you know no I didn't change a single I don't think I changed a single word from how it came out when I just kind of first wrote it. So um, yeah, so I just you know I wrote it. I think actually when I was um, recording it, I had the lyrics printed out in front of me, um, which I think is a big part of the reason that I was looking down a lot. <laughs> I just didn't even know the words yet, you know. It was so new. Yeah. Um, but, but it worked. I mean, it's a great song. Thanks. It really is. Thanks. I really, I really, I do love it. I love, I love what it seems to do for people. It seems to make them feel good and give them hope. And that's like the whole reason that I put my music out there right. for people to listen to, you know. And Tara Naomi is by no means a one-trick pony. Virtually is packed with incredible music from start to finish. She's also known for putting on some incredible live shows. Here's Tara Naomi again with I'm Happy.
That was Tara Naomi with I'm Happy, recorded live. We've been talking with Tara about how she's been able to connect with fans through the internet. And not only has she gotten a lot of response positively towards her music, she's also gotten a lot of musical response. There's like over 150 of these cover videos of it, of people doing it on their own, and you know, and people from France and Germany and, and Spanish versions of it, and um, there's a sock puppet singing it. <laughs> like, it's really wild. There's there's people lip syncing, and um, I that's what really shocked me. Right. That was like I've never. I mean, I just I saw that. It was, I, I still don't really understand it. I mean, I, I, I understand what happened and why why people... I, I mean, I just... It's it's amazing, you know? That kind of response. I couldn't have hoped for something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. it's definitely one of those things you, you just can't manufacture something like that. You, no, you can, exactly. Yeah, you can put a big push behind some pop artist like Britney, they did to Britney Spears 10 years ago and you end mm-hmm. up where you are today. But you just can't... When something's right, it's just right. Yeah, I'm sort of starting to understand that a little bit. Because that, that part of it has nothing to do with me. It's just sort of, you know what I mean? It's like, because I'm, I'm kind of still pretty uncomfortable talking about anything that is good, you know? Right. <laughs> like, if it has to do with me, I'm better. I'm very critical, and I'm good at, at being pretty hard on myself. But it's very hard for me to sit sit and look at something objectively and be like, wow, good job, you know? Um, and I don't. I don't know. I I don't take I don't take credit for that. I don't know how that happened, but I feel like if I had tried to um, make that happen, it wouldn't have happened. You know, so it was sort of some other thing going on that I don't really understand. Without sounding like too much of a freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, there's, you're you're like probably the best example of 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 what can come out of you know putting your stuff on YouTube and on MySpace or one of the better examples. There are a lot I guess as a musician who's gone through it though, how do you how do you look at these mediums for other musicians? Does it help promote them or does it muddy the waters even more? Um you mean with with all the people putting stuff up there all the time? Right. Like 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 you know in Los Angeles there's you know thousands of bands. Mm-hmm. But you know if you but adding the internet into it, you've now got those thousand bands plus every other band in the world <laughs> competing yeah, for the same I, you amount. Yeah, I think that's good, though. I mean, I think I think that's fine, and I think what happens is that, you know, you have all different kinds of music out there. Um, probably most, it, in my case, most of it is not something I'd want to listen to, just, you know, my own personal taste. Probably 99% of whatever I come across on MySpace, I wouldn't sit and listen to. But, um, just, you know, to be honest, but... Yeah, that's what it is with everybody. Huh? That's what it is with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone feels like that, you know. But I think what happens is that, um, in the best case scenario, the stuff that that really is striking a chord with the most people will kind of rise to the top a little bit, you know. And um, so I don't think that it's I don't think that it's a, a bad thing. I think as many people. Uh, who want to put stuff up online should. And just by a natural kind of selective process, I think um, the stuff that will interest the most, you know, the majority, or the highest number of people out there will kind of get interest, uh, get, uh, get noticed. 
And there's more to that conversation, but for the sake of, of the length of this show, we have to cut it off there. If you're interested in hearing more from Tara Naomi on her her career thus far, you can check it out on Mad Mad Media next week. I'll be putting a link up to the entire 37-minute interview. If you'd like to learn more about Tara Naomi, check out her website at TaraNaomi.com or her MySpace site, both of which will be linked to on our site. Thank you once again for listening to the Mad Mad Media podcast. As always, you can find out more about us at madmadmedia.blogspot.com or through the blog links at the Sheboygan Press website, www.sheboygan-press.com. Until next time, this is Eric LaRose for Mad Mad Media. The Mad Mad Media Podcast is a production of Mad Mad Media and the Sheboygan Press. The music played on the show was used with the kind permission of the artists, and the copyright holders maintain full usage and rights to their material. If you'd like to know more about Mad Mad Media, check us out at madmadmedia.blogspot.com or through the Sheboygan Press at www.sheboygan-press.com.